This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number uh, 265. I'm your host, Brian, and the ship is still stuck. Joining this evening, Mac. I am here uh, waiting for them to start oxygen shaming me again. <laughs> you don't listen to the episode, so you don't realize how, how obnoxious it is. Well, you know, I'm breathing just like you people are. You know, you just want to torture the editor. That's what y'all, that's all you're trying to do. And Mad Cat is with us. Hello, I am still alive. Talk directly into that mic, please, Mad Cat. Oh, yes. I'm still alive. All right, thank you. And of course, we have the dumbass himself. Hey, you ever stop to think and then forget to start again? That's what this that's this podcast. <laughs> it's a family issue. That, that's our whole show right there. That's the whole shtick. Oh, by the way, Brian, you forgot to mention joining us now is also Sydney. Oh well, Sydney's always welcome. Yeah, he's he's about he's actually climbing up right now. So it's what, what's it, what's what's the name of your your um I, I, Cappy died right unfortunately. Cappy passed. Cappy, Cappy passed, passed away. away. But you have another gold cap conjurer, George. 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 George is not yeah. welcome. George gold. is a lot more mannerly. Well, okay, but, but you're you're but when George decides to go off, George does go off loud. Y- yeah, right. seems to be a thing with those. It's gold cap. Gold gold caps have a have a screech to them. Uh, thank yourself. Yeah. Thank thank your stars. I don't have a Patagonian. <laughs> or or any macaw. You might not be welcome. <laughs> yeah, but oh, and you know, if you you wouldn't be really happy if Sydney decided to to do his earwax melting scream. You know, you keep this up. I'm going to send you a Kia parrot. A which parrot? Oh, those are the ones that have the little vegetation growing on the outside. Oh, God, no! <laughs> not a, oh, wait, not sorry, a chia that's a, parrot. That's a chia. That's a chia parrot. That's a chia parrot. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, you know, Brian. You can send me uh, an emotional support cassowary, though. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, who, you know, who? Uh, uh, cassowaries are great for emotional support, depending upon what emotion you want supported. <laughs> um, blinding rage is a really good emotion. They support that very well. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. So what is what is Feedspot? Who put this in here? I have no clue. Did, oh. Maybe it's Ian. Um, we, uh, on Feedspot, at a Skeptics Podcast, we're number 13. Oh, wow. Uh, fuck, how did we get to be uh, ranked 13? <laughs> I don't know. We, we, you know, 13, that, that, we might be popular enough to be canceled now. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Ian probably has been practicing some sock puppetry there. You know what, though? Uh, uh, I guess it's uh, how, how many uh, things on this? 45 Skeptic Podcasts. Huh. Right. Okay. But you, you look at the top. I mean, uh, how, many, how many current Skeptic Podcasts are there? I wonder. I remember there I were like, uh, but, I mean, a couple hundred a few years ago. Well, uh, Skeptoid is still, you know, going strong. I don't, I didn't even know about the Michael Schumer show, but I, I'm not, I would be, I would be surprised if he would fall lower than us. He's, you know, he's pretty good. Uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, which I'm surprised is not the top, but uh, uh, Cognitive Dissidents, you know, they, they're, 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 uh, they're pretty funny. Uh, you know, I I, oh, yeah. I I enjoy the I enjoy them a lot. Um, they're they're pretty good. Well, uh, you know, we did go up in the rankings when when Rush Limbaugh passed. <laughs> oh God, uh, skeptics! Uh, the Skeptics Guide to Emergency Medical Podcast. That I I haven't listened to that. Um, 
Is that uh oh that is that that's the uh, is that that's Michael from the UK right Michael what's his name Mike I'm, I'm no maybe not Ken no Ken Miles okay I'm um I think I know who that is I didn't know he had a podcast There's someone here I didn't know uh Skeptico Skeptico is not a skeptic podcast What really? Al, Al, Oh God no Alex Al, Alex uh, um That so, is a that is false advertising It is very much false advertising I mean if if, if there's a, I mean if if there's a one that like wants to sound sciencey but was just like like so into woo that it can't pull its head out of his ass it's Skeptico I'm sorry it uh, I, I, nope, not a skeptic podcast, not even a little bit. Alex, no, I've never listened to it, but I have heard of it, and uh, yeah, he's he likes to uh, ambush you know, skeptics. What what he you he know, would? I'm, in, I'm kind of into Wu. Well, he's the, a good actor. Yeah, <laughs> not, Jimmy not, Wu. He's Jimmy a great Wu. actor. No, what what? Very funny. Interesting. So so, um, Alex, um, I think it's secure. It secures. But he he would actually ambush skeptics. Is what he would do. So he would bring them on. To and to to talk about, um, you know, to like he like he's just a normal science show, but but and they and people would look at the see the see the the um that it said Skeptico and they okay it's another Skeptics podcast and they would go on and then he would start nailing you with with you know all this um life uh, all right the, the, oh, sorry go ahead I was gonna say he he would nail you with all this um uh, he, his his big thing is um you know life after death. And he and all this, you know, this research on um, near death experience, and he would try nail him with, you know, with, with what he thinks is the only only question that that's of any importance is is their life after death, and and these skeptics be like, uh, well, I, I mean, probably not, you know, that we don't know, and you know, he said, well, what do you mean you don't know? I mean, look, look at all this, you know, evidence, and so he would just, and so he and he did this to so many skeptics. He did this to Karen Stoll's now. He did this to um, lots of different people, I, and you would listen to these podcasts, and he, he would—I mean, he just—he, you know, he—it it was a bait and switch, in my opinion, right? I guess that—that's my opinion, but I think, but you know, Karen Stolz now did not know what she was getting into when she went on that show, and um, the other person is uh, um, uh, the thinking atheist, um, the guy who does that show. He also got ambushed on that show. He didn't—he didn't, you know, because they didn't do their research. And check him out before they join the show. I mean, I used to listen to it a lot, but I, it's it's not a, it's not a science skeptic show like you like you know Skeptics Guide to the Universe or or some of these other right. podcasts. Yeah, I, I think this can't be in order of quality because how the heck did we beat out Squaring the Strange and Point of Inquiry? Well, that, mean, so okay, so that's a really good question because those well, are those are good podcasts. But Point of Inquiry hasn't it. <clears throat> Hasn't it kind of had its ups and downs here recently? I haven't listened to them in a little while. But, yeah. Uh... So um, I listened, yeah. I read an article. Uh, I read an article within the past two weeks about how this guy's restaurant became the number one restaurant in New York without anybody ever having eaten there. And it oh, makes okay. me think a lot about that. Yeah, I don't know. So this uh, is the basically basically what this guy did was he went out and he had friends review him and he'd post pictures of appetizing meals, but his restaurant was actually his garden shed. And it was, it was you know, when people would call for a reservation, he would tell them that it was booked way far in advance. So essentially it became the only place people wanted to eat because you couldn't get in there. <laughs> but it was never 
It was never a restaurant. So it makes me think of that. Someone's been manipulating the uh, – somebody's been manipulating the statistics mm. in our favor, as it turns out. Well, I don't know because some of these you know, podcasts – You know what I think yeah. is going on here? I think somebody wrote this list who doesn't know much about the skeptical community and just uh, uh, grabbed a bunch of podcasts with the word – skeptic in it or in the description and just uh, threw them in there in any way because it, it doesn't look like they're saying anything about the podcast it's just giving the description of the podcast from like itunes yeah 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 i mean he, the, 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 some of the top ones nail it but yeah the fact that we're even on this list is 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 questionable <laughs> well, the fact right that we're even on this the fact that we're even on this list is mainly because of me <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I am. I am the most interesting person I've ever met. You know, I'm, I was uh, I was your guys' fan before I joined this, and I wrote that article uh, about you guys for uh, uh, the Skeptical Brief newsletter, which uh, sadly is no longer uh, being printed. So, like, uh, I uh, I'd say like uh, uh, having us on a list of uh, good skeptical podcasts that people like. Uh, that somebody likes, uh, it wouldn't be uh, too out there. But okay. uh, well. uh, I, I uh, just seeing this, I, I don't think it, this was put together by a fan of any sort or, or any kind of sort of thought as to the quality or professionalness of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it, it would seem to be that way. Yeah, because rational speaking podcast is all the way down at twenty six. I don't think so. Mm. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I do know though from what you were talking about with that. With that, uh, was it Skeptico? Skeptico. Yeah. Uh, I, I do know that I already have. I, I think that the the answer to that life after death question is how you plan on coming back. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, because, you know, there's the Egyptian method. There's, uh, you know, there's ghosts. There's lichdom, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. I, I feel like he looks at a bunch of fringe, poor quality research. It makes this conclusion that because there's so much of it, that that you know he you know, that he you know I don't know I shouldn't say I, I shouldn't say that. he believes it for sure. Um, but <laughs> Brian, I, I'm sorry, a word cut out there. I think you oh. said anecdote. Yeah, exactly. Did, yeah. Did you say anecdote? Okay. Well, as long as they don't you know bury you, that's a bummer when you come back. I don't know. I, I wouldn't put him on a list of skeptic of, of even science podcasts, quite frankly. I mean, if you want to say a fringe science podcast, maybe. But th I mean, that's certainly my opinion. Well, now, if you're talking fringe science, there's a lot more ways to come back from the dead with fringe science. <laughs> All right. We're you done. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I got to tell you, honestly, even Frankenstein's procedure is is mainstream compared to that. Well, Buffy came back. All right. It's definitely time to move on and do something that we all enjoy. Oh, yes. Are right, you ready? <clears throat> Sydney, are you ready? Well, I don't know. I need you to speak directly into that mic because you you sound like you're talking from, to us from underwater. Yeah, sometimes I do. <laughs> okay. Lick that mic like it's your friend. Purr, purr, purr. Okay. <laughs> it is now time for Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment. Brought to you by the Dumbass Media. Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. 
All right. And since uh, since uh, Ian isn't here today, I will be your master of ceremonies for the masturbation moment. So you'll be our masturbator, huh? Nice. <laughs> uh, I have an article in here today. Uh, um, how to maximize the mental health benefits of masturbation. Uh, uh, experts weigh in on the art of mindful masturbation at a time when we can all use it. And boy, can we. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I talked to so many people who go through uh, mental health uh, issues, the, especially these days. It's uh... how mental, how to maximize mental health benefits of masturbation, and and, and I'm looking at this, and it, it always sounds like they're going to um, talk a little bit about how maybe about religion is affects this as well. Is that um, there? There, mm-hmm. there's some talk about uh, the. Um like uh, uh, sexual mores of the past okay. and like uh, some uh, mentions of um, Kellogg's corn flakes. There's actually oh, yeah. a quote in here. Let me see. Uh, Kellogg. Uh, yeah, Dr. Yeah. Kellogg. Oh, you, you, did you not know about that mad cat, about uh, how uh, Kellogg's corn flakes were uh, created uh, as uh, because uh, the, the thought was that uh, spicy, exciting food um, uh, enticed oh, you and caused you to masturbate. So like they made something as bland as possible. And it yeah, will keep you from masturbating. You know, uh, it's it's really kind of ironic because, you know, they're talking about this as the Victorian age. I read some stuff about Queen Victoria the last week. Apparently, when Prince Albert was alive, mm-hmm. they were they were fucking everywhere. So <laughs> uh, they were they were going at it like rabbits. And they were very very they were very very mm-hmm. randy and rather public. So boingy boingy boingy. Okay. What is Much. this? Uh, what is the site we've got here? Inside Hook. What? What? Is, do we know anything about this site? Not really, but okay. uh, I like the article. Uh, here's the quote that I was uh, going to say. It says, "Even if you were uh, raised on a diet of unhorny cornflakes, and um, that—that's the start of the sentence there. Uh, the, the rest of it is there's a good chance you begin masturbating at a young age. But um, I, I'm going to submit to you that I think uh, cornflakes are actually very horny. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kellogg's was absolutely wrong. Cornflakes, they're, they're basically corn chips that you bring out at a party. These are party. Uh, this is a party snack. Uh, you go to a party to try to hook up with somebody. These are sexy, sexy flakes. You just stick in some uh, Reese's Pieces and some candy and so, away you go. I, I like this. Unlike sexual pro- prohibit- pro- prohibitive. Prohibitive serial marketing in centuries yep. past, who aim to say to save masturbators from certain mental, physical, spiritual dem- demise. Experts today trot out the various health benefits of what Kellogg, in his late Victorian ilk, once called the uh, the solitary the vice. Solitary vice. Yeah. Yep. Today, I think today, we should get credit if we're, we're doing a lot of quoting here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, uh, no the this is straight from the article. By, uh, yeah. A woman named Kayla Kibbe, okay. looks like. Okay. You know, I, if, I re- if memory serves, Kellogg never intended his cereal to be for wide release. He intended it to be served only at his sanitarium where he was curing people of the, uh, the, the vice of masturbation. And it was actually his partner that rolled it out as a as a as a serial in mass marketing so anyway it's it's just today after centuries of bad pr uh courtesy of amongst 
other entities, the Roman Catholic Church, masturbation is finally recognized as the fun, pleasurable activity that can actively improve your physical, sexual, and yes, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and uh, this uh, article is a uh, a few uh, expert tips uh, from uh, sex educators and such uh, on how to uh, make the most of uh, masturbation for your mental health. Um, obviously, uh, masturbation is not a replacement for mental health services, but uh, uh, we all know it uh, releases feel-good chemicals and uh, can can be a definite boon to your uh, mental health regimen. Before we go too far, how did they come down on prone masturbation? <laughs> they did. They, they didn't mention, although, like, uh, not by, not by, not specifically, but there, there is some like hints of that uh, that that we'll get into. Okay, I didn't know that prawns did that. <laughs> oh yeah, they're fiends. They're masturbation fiends. <laughs> That's a callback to, uh, to all, one of the first those, episodes. Uh, all those little uh, uh, little uh, arm leg things. That, that that's a callback yeah. to to one of the first episodes that we had dumbass on with us when he actually came prepared. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, he came prepared. He came all over the place. Yeah, that's right. But now he wings it like the rest of us. Yep. <laughs> we yeah. we ruined him. <laughs> no, yes, no, exactly. Um, I, I just, but uh, I did come prepared, and I kind of mostly took over that whole segment. Yeah, uh, which I think uh, uh, was pro- probably something that like just a beginner, beginner's mistake because I just uh, you guys weren't a part of that, and I think. Uh, we need to make this a discussion rather than uh, me like uh, getting on my high horse like I used to do on my own podcast. <laughs> uh, I was, I was not. I was, I, I was, I was only making commentary that 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 we've ruined you. I wasn't. I was... <laughs> <laughs> no, you've improved me, Brian. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so are we gonna? Are we starting with slow down? Is that is that where we're going yes, to yes, first? The first okay. Uh, the first dumbass. Uh, yes. dumbass. We can rebuild you. We have the technology. cornflakes. We've come a long way from cornflakes to Viagra. So it says, um, it says, it says, uh, say slow uh, down. So it says, one, yes, the first tip is slow down. Uh, way the fuck way down. Way the fuck down, according to. <laughs> yes. Right. Nice. I'm liking this article a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 idea here is like sometimes uh, a wank session is uh, just about relieving stress or getting it out there, but uh, the the point of uh, sex play doesn't have to be just getting to an orgasm. Um, you can slow down. You can touch your body in uh, in ways to see what feels pleasurable to you rather than just uh, aiming for the orgasm. Like uh, famously. Uh, John Cleese said, uh, uh, why just stampede towards the clitoris? That's right. Yep. You know, take some time to tickle the balls. You don't have to go straight for the shaft. Mm, yeah. That's a very deal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it can be a thing. Um, uh, uh, like, indulge in, like, little uh, sex fantasies. Uh, like, um, try to try to create a fantasy world and see where it goes. Or, like, uh, like, text role plays with people online that will do it for you. You can like spend a lot of time uh, working on that and just, you know, do doing stuff uh, alone, but together. And uh, you can explore that kind of stuff for a long time. If you got a partner who's uh, willing to um, go to places with you and have all this kind of fun. Or yeah, is but it- if you're doing that stuff online, you want to make sure that you get them to display the dice rolls because, uh, <laughs> Here's a, here's what I think's going on here. Actually, is that this is just this is just propaganda by pro hub, 
Pornhub to get viewership up over three minutes. You know, Pornhub, <laughs> they, they've, they've at least with the stuff I search for, their searches have gone to shit. So, okay, they, they don't have a good search engine. Uh, their search engine finds an awful lot of stuff that is not relevant to what I'm looking for. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> oh, kind oh, of like no, no. Brian, uh, you can say all right, all right, but uh, <laughs> that was actually up at the top of the article where the <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is. Oh God! I know. All right, all right. Oh yeah, all right. Oh, we don't yeah. we don't need to talk about that jerk either. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the the next tip is to relax, uh, and I'm, and this uh, kind of goes in with the last one, but you know. Um, uh, instead of just like uh, using uh, masturbation as a, as a way to release stress, you can you can try like relaxation first and make relaxation a part of your uh, masturbation play. You um, put yourself uh, in a good mood. Um, take take uh, stock of your breathing. Uh, if you're the kind uh, to be uh, uh, to like a nice long bubble bath, do that. That can make you feel sexy and. Uh, uh, nice. Um, uh, get, put you in the mood for uh, more stuff. Yes. Yeah. Relax. Uh, Don't know, do it when you want to come. I think. I think Carlin had a routine about you know I be a little bit romantic. Buy yourself dinner. <laughs> you know. Why not? Brag, brag about it in the office the next day. Oh, I was all over myself last night. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're, you're confusing George Carlin with. Um, uh, with uh, Richard Jennings, you know, who was talking about how oh, you know okay. all these all these people at at work talking about their sex escapades, and you know he's at home mat and jacket off, and he's like, you know, that way you can tell your own stories, you know, so you can go and I was, you know, all of a sudden I was all over myself, I was upstairs, I was downstairs, I got the jumper cables out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I thought John, thought Carlin had one of those routines too, but it, I okay. Isn't that Jeff Foxworthy? Blood. What? Jeff Foxworthy? Jeff Foxworthy did that. No, no. Did he? Ah, uh, not quite. Uh, I don't. I don't know. That that Puritan uh, probably didn't. That seems not Jeff yeah. Foxworthy. <laughs> not quite. To me, but but you can prove us wrong. I mean, if you if you've got the evidence. Yeah. No, I can prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Your sexual response can be completely different when you're in a state of relaxation, and many people, uh, apparently, especially men, have never even like. Try to tap into a more a relaxed state of arousal like this because uh, we tend to think of sex as a performance, all about getting to the orgasm. It's about the goal, um, but uh, sometimes it's about the journey and just taking the time uh, to uh, see what that's like to enjoy the scenery. So what I'm hearing you say is make masturbation the new mindfulness. Mm, mm. On the road, yes, of life. What, I, what I'm saying is I want to see Buddhist monks. Uh, with their hands underneath their robe. Oh, really? You want uh, them covered? Yeah. What? You want them covered? <laughs> on on the road of life, one must take time to grope the roses. <laughs> all right. So I I mean, we I think we can all get behind that. I mean, slow down, relax. You know, it does. You don't you you don't have to rush to to the end because you know once you get to the end, it's over. Mm-hmm. Right. Try something um, new. Or, 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 try or, something or, new, yes. Okay. And this, this is what I was getting at. You talked about prone masturbation. One of yeah. the uh, tips for trying something new is uh, try a different position. And uh, prone masturbation uh, can be one of those options. You can uh, get into all sorts of interesting poses and uh, see what, what works best. Uh, 
uh, I know uh, women especially uh, might uh, appreciate uh, figuring out different angles that uh, they can work stuff in uh, in order to get some uh, extra pleasure. Well, and get some pillows, right? Get Find, mm, find a way oh, to definitely. make yourself more comfortable. Yeah. Lay on your arm until it's dumb and then call it the stranger. <laughs> That's right. There's that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that one of the other tips is uh, use your uh, uh, other hand. Um, Stop rolling on her boobs. <laughs> uh, there are also, like, toys, um, uh, changing the type of porn or, like, not using porn at all and trying to go with just on your imagination. Or, like, uh, masturbating with a partner. Uh, all of those, like, change this thing up. Masturbation doesn't have to be boring. It shouldn't be. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. You are absolutely right. Get loud. Uh, yes. Uh, and uh, the, 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 you, you don't need to actually, like, you, you don't need to get screaming loud. You, uh, you don't need to get loud enough for your neighbors to hear. But, I mean, like, uh, when we think of masturbation as a shameful thing that, uh, should, that uh, shouldn't be, like, to be kept as quiet as possible, like, uh, you, might, you might, like, restrain yourself. Like, let, allow yourself to let out uh, some moans and grunts and stuff uh, or let your breathing get loud, uh, especially if you're in your place all alone. Like, uh, um, uh, try, try to find some time uh, alone or make some time uh, to, do, to do that stuff where, where you can uh, let out little sounds and stuff and whimpers. Yeah. Um, we, we should all be able to do it. I know some of us are in a situation that makes it that difficult, but I never worry about getting uh, loud enough for the neighbors to hear. I just want to make sure that the kids can hear. <laughs> oh God. I, you know, a dumbass. Uh, dad, dad, daddy needs man. to be alone now. Uh, <laughs> we better not bother him. Man, dumbass man with parrots in house, never truly alone and never truly unheard. <laughs> That's why Sydney has some new words. And some new sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all good advice there. I, I that 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 this was a pretty good article. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about the in, insider hook, um, but uh, what what I mean, they're not. Uh, uh, they seem pretty even keeled. Not too bad. No. Yep. They have a thing on sneakers, which is interesting. Oh, what, on the side, yeah. There's some interesting articles on the side there. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have a, a, a I have a weird one here. I put I put this under uh, <laughs> what the fuck. Uh, so this is so rapper Little Nas X Little Nas X, and I I have no idea why he's called that. Uh, not my scene. But what he's done. Um, he, the, the shoe is a Nike shoe, but Nike has nothing to do with the creation of this shoe. They, that's what they're saying. Um, but he's, but this is, it's Satan's shoe. He unveils Satan's shoe, which, um, is going to be a limited release. It is going, it contains, I guess, like a drop of human blood. I'm not sure where the blood is or, you know, what, and they're only going to release, um, 666 pairs. Um, well, there's going to be a fight on Walmart. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know where they're going to be sold. It's just a gimmick. It's a, you know, a gimmick. Yeah. If they're if they're limited to 666 pairs, I think a lot of those are going to get lo- more than a drop of blood on them. Okay. Um, <laughs> maybe, but uh, they're going to sell for a thousand thousand eighteen dollars a piece. So six hundred sixty-six a shoe. They're not selling for six hundred sixty-six dollars a piece. <laughs> no, That's well, per shoe, right? Isn't that per shoe? Wait, 
Oh no, it's not quite. He should. He should. He should have. The six 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 in there somewhere. Come yeah, on. I mean, I would have done. I would. I would have made it six hundred sixty six per shoe, right? Five hundred dollars less reasonable on the price of this. It's so up about three hundred bucks from what he's doing. I mean, the shoes. I mean, yeah. So this is a Nike Air. It's so it's a Nike Air Max. Uh, 97 contains 606 cc's and one drop of human blood. 666 pairs, individually numbered, selling for $1,018. I don't, I don't know if that number's significant. Uh, and like getting a drop of blood and like just like dropping it somewhere onto the shoe that you can see is that so, what's going on? I don't know, and I, I, I have no idea. And they go on sale tomorrow, the 29th. So we're recording on the 28th. They're going out the 29th. Okay, so make sure you get out to your local Walmart and. You know, get those shoes. And, and the video is is pretty you know, weird. I didn't buy a pair of shoes and put so, blood in. Oh, uh, th- this is all publicity for for his you know, for his video. Um, my my shoes contain human blood every time I put my feet in them. So, <laughs> so my feet also contain human blood. Th- this is all. You know, if you ever want to find blood, there are lots of bags of them just walking around all uh, all over the place. This is uh, all publicity for his for his new video. It says fourteen years, a uh, fourteen year old. Montenegro, it's it's in, in Montero. The, Montero rather, Montero. yeah, and it's 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 a it's quite the interesting video, but that's not the best part of this whole thing, right? So why we have this gimmick and the whole thing is that you know that I mean it's a publicity stunt, as as um, uh, dumbass said. The most interesting thing is actually this tweet. There's this tweet from Governor Kristen uh, Nome from uh, um, North Dakota, right? Isn't she the governor of North Dakota? Uh, our kids are being told that this kind of product is not just okay, it's exclusive. But don't uh, but do you know what more ex- what's more exclusive? They're god-given souls. We are in a fight for the souls of our nation. We we need to fight hard and we need to fight smart. We have to win. I guess my question about this guy Lil Nas X um he in in the video he gives Satan a lap dance. Uh, he identifies himself as as queer. In the uh, he identifies himself both as gay and queer in his own words here. Okay. Um, I guess is he identifying being gay with being evil? Because I don't know if I like that message. I'm not sure. I don't understand the video at all. I I I, I, don't, I have no idea what the, what the message of the video is. Well, he just ends into hell on a stripper pole, and then he gives Satan a lap dance. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I was. Just, you're right. That is a bit. That is a bit artsy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on here. But I. But I was more intrigued. But you know that 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 uh, the that Governor Christine Christine Nome even had even you know had to chime in to say something. I mean, it it, it, it it's like these things are so triggering. Right. I mean, it's just the fact that she chimed in on this is just more good publicity, quite frankly, for him. Yeah. Right. It does nothing for her, but it's good for him. It's not going to stop the sale. It just brings more attention. And, and you know, and the more yeah. outrage that he can generate, you know, I mean, the, the just the more publicity he's going to get. He, he's not selling these shoes for enough. After after the governor came out, he should double the price. Yeah, I guess the other question I'd have is. A drop of whose human blood in each one of these? Yeah, shoes. it doesn't say. I because no if clue. it's if it's his human blood, I hope he removed it from himself in a safe fashion, um, because you know anything that is done in the shoes 
can by sympathetic magic affect him <laughs> if he didn't break the connection between himself and the human blood. The whole thing is sympathetic at magic. Least, at the very least, I would expect him to have done this in a powered circle. But, you know. I, I mean, that part of it's stupid, right? I mean, the whole human blood thing is, is ridiculous. It probably is his. I mean, that, that's the easiest to get, you right? Know, I have it on Tom Ellis's authority that Satan isn't even interested in human blood. Uh, yeah, I, I, is there any legal issues with selling something with human blood in it? I think it counts as medical waste. Yeah, it does, right? Yeah. However, uh, one yeah, I think blood, it does. I don't think they take much notice of it. I don't know. Can he sell these? That I, I wonder if there's a legal question here. Well, I, I, I would say you probably can't. I probably say you probably can't dispose of them. So Nike certainly does not want to be associated with this, right? It's a Nike shoe, but but Ni- Nike Nike did not authorize this. Yeah, I I, I did get that message. <laughs> I did see Nike, that. Yeah, Nike's been pretty clear that they did not collaborate on this. This is an aftermarket sale. He asked us for shoes, we got it for him. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just as silly and goofy as a lot of uh, the uh, Satan metal stuff that uh, parents are horrified and complaining about, uh, like any kind of Satanist stuff out there. It echoes of the Satan panic, Satan of the 1980s. Oh, the Satanic right? panic, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I actually kind of, kind of feel bad for Satan at this point. <laughs> you know, he spent so much time developing the backmasking that went on albums. And then, you know, we just came up with CDs and we just wrote all these good work. <laughs> yep. You yeah. know, it, it's got to be tough, though, considering that God killed way more people than he did. Right. And he gets yeah. the bad rap. Well, and, you know, when you all consider it, um, you know, Satan is just a, a frustrated person still living in his father's basement. Basement. But, you know, talking about back masking, I mean, it used to uh, like the, you can you can still uh if uh, if they if this was a thing that people actually did you you could you could still like make a song that if it played backwards it would say something or like it could still do it by accident it's just uh that uh, now you don't have records anymore you can't uh as easily get it to play backwards you have to like know audio software and stuff in order to uh yes. manipulate that i can of course, reverse if you know anything. audio software you can make it say anything backwards yeah i i can reverse anything now right it's much easier now that everything is digital yeah, it's, it's, it's easier fact, if you if you have the if you know the software to use sure. and how to use it. Well, I produce yeah. a podcast. Back, I, I got to have some all idea. You had to do was how to have a record player in order to play things backwards. Yeah, that's okay. You play it backwards; it's just played in tongues. I don't know. I I, th- I thought the whole thing <laughs> yeah. was was silly, and I thought that the fact that the governor chose to ch- chime in in the first place was stupid. How oh, yeah. no, how many unwise. how many of our podcasts have you backmasked satanic messages on, Brian? Oh, I can't tell you that. I'd have to kill you. Okay. I assume all of them. I, I mean, I sold, I sold my soul to be able to wondered, do that. I just wondered if the numbers matched up to the numbers that I backmask satanic messages <laughs> on. Yeah, I've learned how to how to backmask uh, satanic messages, or like any kinds of messages, like into into my voice as I'm talking. I've just uh, uh, set out uh, a few of them before you right now, and you don't even realize it. I'm, I'm slowly... <laughs> Slowly uh, bringing, uh, hypnotizing uh, everybody who's listening to my voice right now. Is that why I have an yeah. erection? <laughs> At the, it's yes. probably not the only reason, Brian. <laughs> um, you know, but just Brian. Next time you're editing one of the podcasts, isolate one of cat, isolate one of George's screams, and uh, run it backwards. <laughs> that should be fun. Uh, uh, let's um. Let, 
I, I think I think that the the most interesting the the thing to move on to is, is probably some of the the um the social credit stuff. Mm. I think mm, that yes. I you don't, don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about more methane coming from fracking. It's not necessarily well. Hold on, hold on. That that article says nothing about fracking. Do you do we do we want to go back and look? Maybe, maybe since Mac brought it up, we, we should we should go. I was I was going to come back oh, to it no, later I'm if we just, had time. I'm just stirring trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. So here here's the thing. <laughs> no, 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 I think we got to do <laughs> it now. Um, uh, oil oil and natural gas production emits more methane than previously thought. Now this is not talking about just fracking. This is talking about um, oil and gas production uh, as a whole. And what, what and one of the problems that that when they when they look at this and they're trying to track it in the atmosphere is that they can't track it back to a source. But what they've noticed that from doing this that it's fifty percent higher than the original than the EPA was reporting. Um, this is uh, this is NASA researchers that that are doing this uh, through satellites, right? Um, okay. And so so the NASA is saying that that it's much higher than the EPA is actually reporting. Um, but what they what they've done uh, according to this article is that they think that they're able to that they're starting to be able to track this back to the sources. So not just are they I mean and I'm not sure I, I I'm not positive how how they're doing it. But the the issue is not this is not it, it could be fracking right I mean Matt Matt could be absolutely correct. But the article says nothing about fracking. It's just talking about oil and gas um, production in general and that how. We're reporting it at, at um, that it's being reported about half of what it's actually being produced. Um, and in in this article talks about how they're starting to starting to track it back to the sources. Uh, and and that's the that's the main thing that's going on here. And and this this research is, and why I mean this is on Science Daily. They, they published a paper, but I don't think anything about this is peer reviewed either, right? I think I think this is just preliminary, um, you know, our uh, preliminary findings. The way that the way that I've read it here, um, you know, I I I don't think that and so so I, I I while I find this interesting and it, it may very well be true, um, I, I'm I'm not sure that how, how well backed it is at this point. Mm. But I think, I thought it was all coming from cows. <laughs> no, I think that okay. So so I mean, uh, as a, as a side note, I don't think that you're that you're necessarily wrong. Like I I, I my my issue with when I when we've talked about fracking is is people are attacking fracking with, and without a lot of evidence, right? That 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 the evidence that doesn't equate to to what their attack says it is. But I think that one of the things that they have been looking at is that um, on at fracking sites that that the that the methane release of, of the fracking sites is higher right and, and that that is one of the claims and and it may or may not be true right yeah i tend to think it probably is um but but the, but i don't but i i you know but that's it's right now unsubstantiated um i think well, you know brian uh, i you should check my records i am very rarely wrong that i admit to <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, so but I mean, but the idea that not uh, not only the, is there more methane um, uh, in the air than than uh, in the atmosphere than than they thought that it, the fact that it would be fifty percent higher than reported that's pretty extreme. Ninety percent higher emissions from oil and gas production and fifty percent higher emissions from natural gas produced in the EPA in the last. Uh, oh, so it's not necessarily fifty percent more. It's just that that they're they're higher. So, but I mean, really, ultimately, you want to be able to track it back to the source and, and be sure. And I think that's what they're, they're working on doing. 
But you would think that the, that the measurements should be demonstrable, right? We should be able to verify those with other with other in, um, other industries that are or agencies that are measuring this. You know, one thing. So, uh, what what are they? Um, I know they're they're measuring methane in the air. I, I gather that that produces its own unique challenges. Sure, because methane dissipates. You know, it, it's 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 bad. But it also goes through the atmosphere quicker than than other particles. Yeah, and there's so many different things that produce, you know, methane, myself included. So, hey, you guys too. Hmm. Did you hear that? You, oh, sorry. Did you just produce methane? Maybe. Okay. It, it probably was the cat. Okay. <laughs> so it says here, so tracing the path of the emissions from the from the atmosphere back to the ground and identifying the areas. Uh, across the U.S., where the observation and simulations don't match up. So, so I, I think that this article is 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 talking about discrepancies as much as anything, right? Saying that that there's discrepancies in the research. So yeah, so it, it's interesting. You know, the other thing, you know, I work for an oil and gas company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I'm in IT, right? And so I don't, I don't think that I feel like some people do that. You know, um, that like I, I work with people who who are, I think that their primary reason for denying um, man-made climate change is you know to protect their job, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Because because if all of a sudden you know we dump oil and gas, these people don't have don't these people don't have a have a job tomorrow, um, and They're whether that may or not be true, what's that? Probably their kids and grandkids as well. Uh, well, I, I, family. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't think it's as much in the family maybe as it used to be. There, there's a huge age gap. In this industry, between the, the the older people and the younger people, there's years where people were not going into petroleum and to the petroleum industry. So there's this Ooh. age gap um, that that you see, and so and so as the uh, the old timers get phased out, there's a lot of the, the, there's these younger people that have gone into this industry, and I think that they have a different outlook than a lot of the older people too, and and so things things are changing in my industry too. Um, but if 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 my company were to close down. You know, IT happens other places, right? So I don't think I, that I have yeah. the visceral reaction that that some of my coworkers do because if you, if you process seismic data or or you work on a rig or you know or other different different points of this industry, I mean, rig workers, I think that you know you can go you can go find another type of work that you know that that probably is just as dangerous, right, and, and pays real well. Um, but if you're a seismic processor. Where do you go, right? I mean, if, if I mean, you, you go. I mean, universities are still doing, you know, um, earthquake research and stuff like that, but they can't they can't absorb every processor that we have in the field. Nope. And the the other thing is that the, my industry is not going away, you, uh, even as it even a, it may be reduced. Right? We might need less of it, but we're never we're not we're never not going to need plastics. We're never not going to need a lot of the things that that you know are produced from oil and gas. It's not just fuel. Very um, right? true. So, so the, 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 but it, but there is well, I, you know, something we said that we're going to have a lot less people working in my industry. I think with uh, with the onset of with the onset of the amount of three D printing that's going on, need for plastics will actually go up. Right, and so that's a so that so that's a different molecule. That that's I think that that's your vitrols, right? That's your larger molecules. They go into making your plastics and stuff like that. The, I know that at least one of the 3D plastics is also 
is primarily made out of corn. Okay, well, but, and yeah, sure. That there there are alternatives coming as well, right? And there will be some. Um, yeah, you know, as far as as far as seismic seismic technicians and where they would go if the if the natural gas industry collapsed. I mean, I you know, pretty much. I, I think that they could all move to California and and create competing doomsday scenarios for the San Andreas fault. Oh man. And I think that that could support I think that could support a very large number of them. So you can't shoot seismic data over the San Andreas fault anymore and we have my company does have legacy data that 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 spans that fault. So Wait, that, you're not allowed to anymore? No, I don't think you can shoot around the San Andreas fault, not seismic data. No way. Now that doesn't mean that well, that, that researchers don't have a bunch of geophones over there listening, right? I'm sure that there's geophones all over that that fault listening to the fault, but you but they're not going to go let you go out there with a thumper truck and actually shake it. That'd be crazy. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, because you don't want to be the person who dropped Disneyland into the sea. So I, obviously, so you know, I, I um, you know, oil field services and stuff like that are are a little bit different part of the industry than than you know. Like Exxon and those kinds of people, though you know, and and, and they're they they they're you know they're the you know there's there's a lot of different parts of the industry, and um, my company's got their hand in uh, in almost all of them, um, but uh, but uh, you know the seismic side is kind of where I I I got started. How hmm. how much how much are you guys in uh, in algae? Okay, so I right. Um, so that's it's interesting you say that because we've rebranded ourselves as an energy company as opposed to a uh, as opposed to a uh, petroleum company, and, and we have we have a whole division that's that is looking at renewables and stuff like that that they're trying to build in order to continue to stay relevant. And you're seeing that but a there lot. Is, there is a type of algae though that that produces a, a you know produces a, a petroleum substitute. So. Hmm. Yeah, and th- there's 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 all sorts of technologies like that that are out there that they're looking at. But but all these oil and gas companies are, are rebranding as energy companies. Stad Oil became Equinor, right? Mm. So they're the so everybody's so everybody's they they see the writing on the wall now that they're going to yeah. be more comprehensive. I think British Petroleum rebranded themselves as it wasn't us <laughs> <laughs> after the Wide Horizons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I mean, the, these kinds of this kind of stuff is always fascinating to me because, as you know, I absolutely believe that that human claim, human caused climate change is a real thing. But I work in an industry where where the, where the, there's a there's an internal motivation, you know, to deny that because if it's true, that means that we're part of the problem. Yeah. Well, Brian, I, I think the real relevant question about about your work, though, is what is your company doing to get that ship out of the Suez Canal? That's a really good question. I, I'm not sure um, that, that we're doing anything. I thought you were going to hire the beachcombers. <laughs> I don't know who they are. Superman being doing this whole time. Yeah. What is Superman doing? Is he still dead? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I, apparently... Apparently, via the Snyder Cut, he got out at his Clark Kent. So that's yeah, exactly. I, yeah, no. <laughs> we can talk about the Snyder Cut oh, yeah, later. I think the new Superman show. Anyway, let's talk about that. <laughs> let, let's move on to. to I, I think we. I, oh, mate, of course. You know, we're already. Uh, is this next discussion too long? I'm wondering. I'm wondering if if the social credit one is too. If that, I think we might want to move that. Actually, mm, we could probably yeah, do that. Yeah, as, that might be that. 
we could probably do that as its own podcast. That's its own podcast. Oh yeah, we we, we yeah, could yeah. like we we were talking about like things like cancel culture and, and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that, and like there, there's a whole lot to talk about. On we're gonna that. move that. We're gonna move there's that. Very lot. So I think we're gonna finish up with uh, zebras and spots as for stripes. Okay. What? So um, all right. So uh, basically, this article is about a zebra, a, a baby zebra spotted, literally spotted, that doesn't have stripes he's got a mostly brown coat with some white spotting on it and it it talks about the fact that zebras are actually their default color is their default color is black but the stripes come from areas that don't have don't have melanin in them mm-hmm. so essentially they create a pattern that that lacks melanin and if it's not completely spotted, there are some stripes there, and, and the spots seem to go in a stripe-type pattern, so it's like... Yeah, uh, and there's yeah, there's some striping on his legs. But, um, you know, in essence, he's just a zebra with a little bit more melanin than your regular zebras, and more of a, uh, you know, less of a stripe pattern because of it. But I was thinking about, I was looking at his his pattern, and he actually looks more like an an okafi, which I'm I'm hoping I'm pronouncing correctly. Uh, The okafi is actually more closely related to the giraffe than it is to the zebra. Oh, okay. So what what you're saying is the father zebra was eyeing the mother and eyeing the okafi in the field next door, and we're like, uh... Are you sure he's mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I, I want um, a paternity test. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so essentially in the article it says, according to scientists, zebras are black with white stripes. The zebra stripes are formed when melanin is held back, and the default color of the zebra is black. So essentially, there are just areas on their body that don't develop melanin. So this is actually their... Their actual skin, not just their coat, not just yeah. the yeah. hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you look at anim- look at the, the fur of an animal, and look at the skin underneath, that they, know, they cats, were late, dogs, huh? and such, okay. it's the same way. Hmm. Um, okay. The the color is based upon the fur plus based upon the skin underneath. Yep. Although. Polar bears throw that whole thing off because polar bears are actually black with transparent fur. Yep. Mm-hmm. And ho- yeah, and hollow fur too, right? Because they. Yep. Which is basically to insulate them. How often does this cold. happen, Mac? That that you get a zebra like this? Because this is rare, so so, so it must happen before. It's very rare. They didn't give they didn't give a percentage, but they said that it happens just get. Just like they just said very, very rarely, just like they were refer- referring to also blonde zebras, which you see one in the uh, more of a blonde zebra down yeah. in the picture down toward the bottom here, where he's a light brown instead of white and black. He's light brown and white. That's not an age thing. Is that that that's no, that's actually I guess that's actually less melanin. OK, yeah. So I guess you could say that they spotted zebra has the opposite of that mutation. He's got more melanin. Okay. But it's not yeah. as dark as the uh, regular stripes, kind of brown. I don't know. I, I think that's hard to tell. I think, and, and you know, because number one, because we're looking at a juvenile, right? That 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 changes yeah. things. Right. 
Uh, the other thing they said in the article is that uh, mostly it, it, it says melanism, which is what this zebra has, is a buildup of dark pigmentation. They said that others have, that have exhibited this particular this particular coloration uh, have not lived past six months. So this baby zebra may be, you know, he may, may be zebra equivalent of a birth defect. Sure. And the possibility of uh, easy to spot for predators. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't camouflage the same way as the rest of the zebras do, and therefore he's going to stand out in the herd. Yeah, he will. Yeah. He's so pretty, though. He's he very is. pretty. I like zebras anyway, so. They're a very interesting animal. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, social attitudes with them that is very interesting to watch. Well, I mean, they're clearly a herd animal, right? I mean, there's a lot of social things going on there. Yeah. 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 And just like uh, horses, it has a, uh, a sire that uh, watches over his uh, females. Okay. Although zebras are not that closely related to horses, <clears throat> I don't think. No, they're not. But they are... Hmm. Is this a, this is a case of what is it divergent evolution where 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 two animals uh, you know uh, evolved to look fairly similar but from different uh, different lineages? I think so, and it's just it's basically that they involve evolved in similar types of climate climates. Okay, sure. Although I did find I did discover something. I I, I read uh, watch a watch a TED talk about something kind of interesting this week, which is that. Um, Camels may have actually evolved for snow and cold conditions rather than heat. I believe that. I mean, we see so. I mean, we used to have a native one here in the U.S., right? In America, all camels came from the U.S. As it turns out, all of them did. Well, I mean, it all was of there. them did, and they migrated away from the U.S. And then our camel went extinct. Okay, and and because I think that there are camels in Siberia, aren't there? Um, I don't know about camels in Siberia, but they did migrate across Siberia because they went across the Bering Strait. Um, anyway, the, this thing that I watched, the TED Talk, was all about finding a mysterious bone or bone fragments in the Arctic Circle and discovering through collagen fingerprinting that they were a camel bone. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, I just found that uh, zebras are classified in the genus of equus, which is along which is with horses. So they are in that. that yeah, uh, but they're line. not that. They're still not that close. Not that close, but they are still in the genus. Yeah. Well, I, I found out that llamas and alpacas are are descended from camels, though, too. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, anyway, yeah. now this this whole thing, it basically, you know, it the, the guy's TED talk was all about. You, you get a fact that suddenly makes you think about something in a different way, that the camel's wide feet are not just for sand, but also for snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that the camel's fat storage, not water storage, but fat storage, is not just for desert travel, but also for uh, lean times and cold climates. Yeah, well, there's some, yeah. I'm, 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 there are, there's a whole bunch of pictures. There's pictures of camels in Siberia. That There are camels in Siberia. Yeah. So you know, yeah, I think that I think that the, no matter what, we can all agree though that Bactrian camels, the double humped ones, look kind of ridiculous. Mm. Those that seems to be the camel that I'm seeing in Siberia is double humped. Mm. 
there's a lot about the animals that really is confusing. Like, well, you, you know, that Alice the camel, the I mean, uh, make up your mind. How many humps do you have? One or two. The guinea pigs related to the capybara. The, does nobody okay. know the Alice the camel thing? No. I don't know that one. Huh. I wonder if that's uh, no. It was a song we used to sing. Sing uh, it's children. Alice the camel has five humps, and then you slowly like decrease it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> that's not, oh, wow. wow. I thought I thought that was I, I thought that was just like uh, among things like itsy bitsy spider or whatever. I thought everybody knew that. Nope, don't know that one. We used to sing we used to sing itsy bitsy spider, but uh, the other one we used to sing was was Frere Jacques. So and row oh, row row your boat. Uh, which a tiger by the toe was not a tiger. Ugh. Let's not talk about that one. No. That was on the other side. So, are we done with this topic then? I think we're done. Do we have anything else? Yeah. And thus the podcast ends not with a bang, but with a zebra whimper. That's right. <laughs> and with that disappointment, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. That's another one in the camp. You've made it this far. That's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more of Peter's music at SoundCloud.com forward slash p-k-a-n-o-l exit music by o-f-m find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash o-f-m-h-q artwork for the amateur skeptics by sean smith ford copyright shadow knight digital portraiture